0: Right now on Tech Radio, our top three Tech Moments of 23.
1: Hi, I'm Artemis. I am a computer-generated AI voice, and you're listening to Tech Radio.
0: Every week online and on air with RT Radio, we bring you the very latest in tech. Our show this week brought to you in association with Fit.ie, a fast track into information technology, FIT, apprenticeship programme, which we'll tell you a little bit more about at the end of the show. For now, you're welcome to a bonus episode. It's uh, episode 999, part two, because we ran out of time last week uh, talking about the top tech stories of the year. So we're about to get into the top three and then of course because this is episode 999 it means that our next episode starting off in january is our landmark episode number 1000 we definitely have something special lined up uh, for you but we'd have a chat about that later but first this week let's get into the top three tech stories of the year this is tech radio with dusty
1: Rhodes and niall kitson
0: Nal Kitson joining me as always. A very interesting list, uh, including Elizabeth Holmes. We had Irish Space, GDPR, Elon Musk, mm. who <laughs> is boring us <laughs> pretty much during the year. Uh, digital Markets Act, digital services. Uh, we had a little chat about Apple and then Guardian, facial recognition, all that kind of stuff, which brings us up to the top three. Okay. Mm. And I would say that I'm dying to find out who's number one because I know AI is not number one, right? Uh, I'm amazed that I think it, if if you had to mention one name and associated with the year 2023, I think it's this guy at number three. Who is it?
1: Uh, let's see. <laughs> You know who it is, you drama queen. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's uh, somebody that we would not have been able to pick out in a lineup last year. Yes. And I think, to be honest, and it's almost a terrible thing to say, a lot of people still, even having read about the man, would not be able to pick him out a I don't in a think lineup. so, but they will know the name, I think. I think so. I think so. So a gentleman by the name of Sam Altman, who is the CEO and co-founder of OpenAI, or rather, he was the CEO, co-founder of OpenAI, but previous CEO of OpenAI, because there was a little (laughs) gap in the middle there when he wasn't. And that's the story we're talking about.
0: Mr. Altman, can you explain this gap of a week? uh, (laughs) Yeah,
1: in your CEO position, there's a gap in your CV, sir. We would like to talk about it.
0: He he has been uh, working with OpenAI and AI for like years and developing it, and then it just kind of it just went into the wild for whatever reason. All right. Because they weren't like working, you know, kind of under under a dark cloud or anything like that. Um, yeah. But for whatever reason, when they released Chat GPT, which was version 3.5, and it was kind of put out into the world, I think it was the start of December, very late November, start of December. Uh, yeah. I remember it was the first week in December, I heard of it last year. All right. It just clicked. It was just one of those things that went viral. All right. And by the time we were kind of getting into January, the, uh, it it was really starting to, Explode globally, and it has just taken over everything I think for 2023 because everybody's talking about Chat GPT, everybody's talking about AI. AI is going to change the world, blah 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 blah. And then the man uh, behind it uh, is Sam Altman, so that's great. So he becomes one of the tech giants of the year, all right. And then what was it, November? I think it was November. All of a sudden, Mm. there's a board meeting, and what happens?
1: He gets fired uh, for. Apparently, not being transparent with the board in his communications, which could mean anything. Now, well, Chat—I'm uh, sorry—OpenAI was founded as a nonprofit, okay? And its mission statement was to develop AI for the betterment of humanity. Okay, wonderful—you know, blue sky thinking. Let's let's do AI. Let's do it right. Let's be ethical. Um, then. It accepts, what was it, $10 billion, $12 billion in investment from Microsoft. And all of a sudden you have this uh, discussion that, okay, well, you're getting commercial investment. Does this mean that companies are going to want to expect, see a return on their investment? The answer is, of course. And what would that look like? Would it be better feature set in somebody's product? Could well be. Uh, we know in Microsoft's case, it, it certainly is. But what if you wanted to do something else and you accept investment uh, in good faith and the technology you develop gets on to be used uh, in you know a pretty unethical way? So this is the problem OpenAI faced. Its board seemed to think at one point that uh, Sam Altman was acting against its mission statement Mm. and let him go. And everybody agreed this was a great idea. No, they didn't. (laughs) 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 No,
0: they didn't. Actually, do you know what? I I think the the story was really dramatic. I'm sure they'll make a movie out of it at some stage or whatever. So Sam Altman was let go and the staff were not happy staff were not happy at all. And I have never seen this before where there's, uh, what, 700, 800 employees or something at uh, the yeah, think yeah. 700 of them signed a letter saying that he's not, if he is not reinstated as CEO, they quit. Now, can you imagine yeah. being the board? Okay, for whatever reason, he's gone. And then your entire mm. workforce sends you a letter going, if he goes, we go. <laughs> yeah.
1: and. You also had companies like Salesforce saying, well, if you worked in OpenAI, you can come work for us and we'll pay you a little sure. signing bonus. Yeah, yeah. How does yeah, that sound? Yeah, yeah. So Do you is- know, this story is interesting, not just because of the musical chairs, right? Uh, because, you know, we'll go into what happened next kind of a thing, but mm. it is the rare example of people power in the tech sector. Exactly. Actually. In any sector. Accomplishing anything.
0: Yeah. Mm. It's people yeah. power in any sector. If enough people get up, they will make the rule makers change the rules. That's why yeah. we have marches against wars and,
1: you know, uh, all kinds of things. and And water charges and such like
0: trying to do a hundred different things going through my head. Uh, but anyway, but that's that's why we have uh, uh, those things. But that was a very dramatic example. So I thought mm. the reason why we have him at number three is because A, the technology literally swept and changed our technological world in 2003. Mm. And then towards the end of the year, all of that drama, it's like, they did what? Yeah. He's going where? So
1: and this It wasn't just. He's coming back. Yeah, it wasn't just the staff that were annoyed. Of course, Satya Nadella, CEO of yeah. Microsoft, yeah. was enraged and said, OK, look, if you work to OpenAI, come work for Microsoft. Um, Mr. Altman, uh, you and your team can come over here and we will have a special AI projects mm. unit and you can head it up. Basically, you know, lift and shift OpenAI into Microsoft. Um, then, you know, Mr. Altman was invited back by the board. I think the board was reconstituted. Um, and, uh, you know, come, come back. All is forgiven. We were wrong. Uh, we'll get new people in charge that won't question you. Uh, and let's let's continue as if nothing happened. Yeah,
0: it's nothing to do with we were wrong. It's if we don't take you back, we're broke. That's why they took him back. But anyways, so listen, that's Sam Altman at number three. Number two kind of leads into that really because it is just mm. AI. I mean, AI. Has yeah. just, do you know what? We were mentioned in the last episode that we were getting fed up listening to Elon Musk. I'm feeling a little bit tired of talking about AI as well.
1: Well, you remember last, uh, last December or January, we had Cara on the show and she said, 2023 is going to be the year of AI. And we're mm. a little bit, okay, mm. yeah, we'll, fine. We'll see. And, <laughs> and, you know, it has enveloped the tech conversation. You yeah. cannot have a conversation without talking about AI. That's it. Yeah, people that don't follow technology have conversations with me about AI. What does it mean? What are we doing with it? Why are we so afraid of it? People have a genuine interest and not just you know what is the application of it, mm. but it's what does it mean for me is this Is this going to be bad? Like am I going to lose my job? Is this you know uh, weirdos looking at me from their basement like what well, what 's all this about so I think, yep, 2023 has been the year of AI, but also a year where we have been trying to get to grips with potential dangers of AI as well.
0: That's very true. I think you said one of the dangers that people are immediately thinking is, uh, is AI going to take my job? And I've spent, Mm -hmm. you know, certainly a good part of the year going, no, AI will not take your job. I said, it's a tool. But, if you don't use it, somebody who is using AI will take a job. So it's kind of like yeah. it's something, it's, yes, but it's kind of come into, like, you know, at, at some stage, you know, kind of the world was typing on typewriters and at some stage people yeah. had to learn how to work uh, uh, computers in this new Word or whatever it, it was, program, uh, yeah. back of the well, time. Well, we
1: ran, uh, we ran a survey uh, in association with Storm Technology mm. at the end of last year and One of the questions we asked was, you know, do you, do you think your business needs AI as a competitive, you know, to give you a competitive advantage? Uh, And the majority of people said, yes, you know, kind of AI is inevitable. That's fine. Not a huge majority, but the majority. Um, And yes, I think it was the next question. It was like one of the biggest problems with AI wasn't alleviating stress. It was creating more stress. With employees, yes,
0: but it's something new, and you've got to adapt to it and learn it, and how does it? And it's not working. It's not doing what I want, and all that kind of mm. stuff. And that is going to cause stress, you know, especially when you're human beings. Don't like change, even if it's True. good change. Do you know what I mean? We just mm. don't like change. We're kind of comforting in our little world, and, and and how we know it. And AI has come in, and, and like I'll, like the the one moment I'll I'll never forget. Right, um, is my. Wife is not really a technology person, all right? It does whatever she has to do, and that, that, that that's it. But she was having a problem, and I said, why don't you use the chat GPT to help you with that? And, you're, oh, I don't know anything about that, blah, 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 I said, I-, I wouldn't know how to work it. And I, look, look, it's this easy. And I opened up the app, and I said, okay, so your problem is blah, 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 blah. And I just typed it in, okay? And I said, give me an answer. I'm obviously being a bit oversimplifying it. I just hit the return button, and as it was typing up the answer, her jaw literally dropped. Mm. I've, n- yeah. <laughs> I've rarely seen that, For her jaw literally dropped because it was giving her idea after idea after idea that would solve her problem that, that she needed to do. She's kind of, oh my God, and now all I hear is like her going, oh, yeah, I used AI for this. I used AI. Mm, <laughs> she, yeah. She's probably using it more than I ever do, like, you know. But I mean, some of the things that, that we are using AI for now are just mind blowing. There's a, a service called HeyGen uh, on the uh, heygen.ai or .com. It's one of those, whatever. Um, but essentially what it does is we use it for a project, right? Where we're working for a company who uh, have clients all across Europe. So we do the podcast in English, all right? And we do a little video clip in English, all right? Because that's the thing that we work in. But we're missing out on our audience in Germany and Italy and France. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, what we use Hey Jen is we upload a clip uh, and Hey Jen will take that person's voice and use that person's voice and translate it into German, okay? So now that person is actually speaking German and it sounds like their voice, okay? Mm-hmm. Then... Then it syncs the words to the lip movements or syncs the lip movements as you say to the words and now it looks like they're talking German. Wow. It's scariest thing I have seen now we've seen this in English right where Leonardo DiCaprio is, is speaking to the United Nations about blah, 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 and they got him doing different voices Jack Nicholson and whoever else right mm. there was another one with Greta what's her name um, Greta Thunberg and she was, yep. yeah exactly and she was also speaking to the United Nations but she was talking about certain battery operated equipment that you might find in a boudoir um, mm. which she obviously would never have done right but that's all kind of fake AI kind of stuff like but just the fact it can do that and then um, the other one we use a we use a transcription service and that was just AI transcription that was great did a brilliant job all right but now they've added in further AI where you can now ask the AI what was it Niall said about Guardi and body cams and it will mm-hmm. give me a synopsis of within that podcast or within that meeting or whatever it is of what was said or you can say what were the three most important things of from this thing or you know what are the action points it's like That is very useful and I find it very scary and particularly with the Gen thing and with all of the stuff like like Adobe brought in Firefly which is, and Google did it as well with Google Photos so essentially generative AI. So uh, Google did a great demonstration where you have a kid sitting on a bench Uh, and then there's like half a balloon because they didn't get the full balloon into the shot. And they said, Mm. okay, Graham, well, what we do is we tell the AI to generate as in to imagine what it would look like if it moved the entire photo over a couple of inches so that we can now get in the background and the balloon and the whole thing. Mm. And boom, it does that. It's just the fact it can do all that stuff. And what scares me is, what scares me is, you cannot believe Anything that you see online mm, yeah. or hear online or read online, you have to be so I mean before we were able to you you believe if you saw something on video.
1: No. No, no, the camera indeed does lie. Well, I mean the camera doesn't lie, but Photoshop will. <laughs>
0: Oh, very true, oh, very true. So, uh, but I mean that there's been other uh, kind of good developments, bad developments. Google Bard has come out. I've tried it. Um, uh, Microsoft and Copilot built into the uh, into the OS into Windows 11. I've tried that as well, and I just, I just think that's ridiculous. Why am I typing into an AI on my computer to help me open Word? Or Notepad. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. hey, uh, you know, Copilot, will you open Notepad? And then it goes, Would you like me to open the Notepad application? And then I have to go, Yes. And then it opens it. It's like, it's, it's like, oh, I don't know the the amount of trouble we go to in our home with our smart homes, where you're installing all kinds of switches to turn on light switches or to open the curtains or close the curtains. These are simple tasks. That we, how how much effort does it take for you to walk over to the wall and turn the switch on? Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. no, I've got to wire it in and I've got to buy a $30 euro light bulb that, that'll change color and then I can talk to it. But I have to make sure that I say the right phrase because if I say it slightly wrong, it won't do it. Just replace it's going over and going, click. So in some ways, I think it's amazing. In some ways, I think it's just darned annoying.
1: Well, again, uh, it's all about finding the right applications.
0: Quite true. Yeah, and we did find the right application that we found a uh, a nice little uh, new phone. Do you remember that one?
1: Yeah, we sure did. We sure did. Uh
0: Humane H and the website I love I love the website. It's hu.ma.ne. <laughs> mm, yeah. Brilliant.
1: Yeah, you you take us through this because yeah, I I have to say when I heard of it I was like it sounds very gimmicky. Mm. When I saw it I was like, "Oh. This This might solve a few problems for people, take us through it.
0: I think it could. Essentially, what it's done is it's taking a smartphone and instead of using a screen as the primary uh, interaction, it's using an AI and voice recognition or, or voice AI, if you like. So they've been able to squeeze the phone down to the size of a little brooch. Kind of a size if you want, or a little lapel mic, or something like that, uh, that just sits on your on your jacket uh, pocket or something like that. It looks like a wireless lapel mic, actually, is what it looks mm-hmm. like. And basically, you can just tap it, and you can go, "Hey, call Nile," and it goes, "Do you want me to call Nile?" You go, "Yes, please." And then Nile and he comes in at the headphones, or you can say you could tap it and you go, "Hey, send Nile a text and tell him, yeah, I'll be around for you know, coffee at uh, eleven. I'm running a little late," uh, and it will say, "Yes, you can do that." That's kind of interesting. It, you can tap it and you can say, "Take a picture of what I'm looking at now," and it'll take a picture. Um, uh, I don't know. It's just you've kind of caught, I've kind of caught myself on the hop by introducing this in AI. I hadn't planned to, but just the fact that you can talk to the thing it means that you're living more in the moment. Do you know what I mean? Mm, Do you know when yeah. you're anywhere at a birthday party or you see something exciting, or you're at a concert? you've got your phone out most of the time to record it on a video clip that you're never going to watch again. You might share with a few people on social media, but why aren't you just standing there and just enjoying the moment for for what it is? And I think it makes computing and communication when you're on the move a little bit more practical rather than taking over your life. It's hard to describe, Uh, isn't it?
1: And that's the thing of the, the internet of things. You've machines talking to machines with no need for an in, a human interface. When the screen is the primary human interface for, you know, our digital lives via our smartphones, if you take that away, how does that change the way we deal with technology, how we interact with technology, how we feel about technology? Yeah, yeah.
0: and that And that humane AI pin is what they call it, just kind of just really kind of brings that into in into in into play. It's not available in the EU just yet, unfortunately. I'd love to try it out uh, and see what it's like. But anyway, I think what we both agreed on though was that of all the tech that we had seen during the year, this was something that we went, "Ah, that's mm. different." Yeah, and it was different. Okay, listen, there we go. So AI at number 2. Mm. AI at number 2. Sam yeah. Altman at number 3. What is yeah. going on in the world? Niall Kitson has chosen
1: the <laughs>
0: See oh. what I'm doing immediately.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. Niall, at number you, one, who have we got? You are right. I mean, hearkening back again to our, our predictions uh, for 2023, I said the person of the year would be Sam Bankman-Fried. Mm-hmm. As it turned out, it took a while, but the, the boy came good. <laughs> uh, in, uh, de, in December, uh, November, December time, Sam Bankman Freed looks like he's going down. Uh, well, I mean, he's been found guilty of seven federal crimes. So wow. yes, he is indeed going down for possibly more than a hundred years. Well, those, it, these are federal crimes. So like, yeah, well, yeah. What he's sentenced to, you can forget about good behavior or anything like that. I mean, if he's if he's going to the big house over this, which of course he is, um, this might be the last we hear of him. Sam Bankman kind of Freed,
0: number mm. one on our tech stories of 2023, was the man behind possibly the biggest crypto and maybe even biggest fraud
1: of uh, ever yes. in U.S. history. Yes, biggest, Not just biggest crypto, fraud, just the mm. biggest fraud ever. Yeah, forget about um uh what was what was the guy before forget about Bernie Madoff. Sam Bankman Fried is the new Bernie Madoff. Um basically what he did was he ran the world uh, this huge cryptocurrency exchange called FTX, where people went to buy and sell crypto assets. Very fine, go ahead, do that. Um he also owned a hedge fund called Alameda Research, uh, which did what hedge funds do, and that's fine. However, he was using money from FTX to run Alameda uh, and also um, ford him a very lavish lifestyle, including a huge mansion in the Bahamas. Um, And he did a lot of things like uh, fund, uh, donating to politicians, he believed in this uh, manner, this style of responsible capitalism, where you know you would make your money, but make sure you've given it all away uh, by the time you die, um, preferably in you know nice charitable causes uh, and all that sort of thing, ethical capitalism, etc. And uh, unfortunately, it turned out that he was using money from FTX uh, to prop up Alameda. Uh, which, which, guess what? Guess what that constitutes? Yeah, it's, it's our old friend, wire fraud. Um, so mm-hmm. of the seven charges he went down for, um, it was wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud on FTX customers, wire fraud on lenders to Alameda research, conspiracy to commit wire fraud on Alameda research lenders, conspiracy to commit securities fraud, uh, conspiracy to commit money laundering and wire fraud on lenders to Alameda Research.
0: My God, that's, that's awesome. a long list. And I bet
1: that's a short version of a
0: long list.
1: A short. Well, I mean, uh, listen, ultimately, it came down to a very short list and he was found guilty in very short order. Can I
0: ask you, because you have had a very, it appears to me, personal gripe against Sam Brankman Freed. Every time he comes up, you seem to be like in
1: there, yes, get him, kick him. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, Why? I have no, I have no truck with this idea of the the great man theory of the founder mm-hmm. that predominates in, in big tech, whether it's Mark Zuckerberg, whether it's um, Bill Gates, whether it's Elon Musk. I mean, all of these guys uh, have, Tremendous fan bases attached to them, and it, it extends well beyond, you know, love your work kind of stuff. You know, it it becomes this entire cult of personality. Um, and there is only one person gets away with having a cult of personality, in my book, and that's CM Punk. But um, I think there is about t- <laughs> ten of our uh, ten of our listeners will get that reference. Um, so, uh, yeah, I have no problem when uh, a certain arrogant class of tech bro gets brought (laughs) down to earth. I mean, Langman Freed was, he was a 30 under 30 guy, exactly the same as Elizabeth Holmes. I think she was a 30 under 30 as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, both their empires were built on sand. Um, And these are important, uh, important lessons that people take on board, that if you have a big idea, brilliant, Um, But that doesn't make you immune from consequences.
0: Well, Sam Bankman-Fried, congratulations on being our number one tech story of 2003. But I think it's safe to say that you won't even be close to the top 10 next year.
1: Am I right? Well, unless he gets like a billion years or something like that. (laughs) Otherwise, he might make number 10 as a footnote. Who
0: knows? (laughs) Listen, that is it for our top 10 tech stories of the year. Next week. We have got show number one thousand. That's a biggie, Nile. Do you feel old when we say we've done a thousand of this podcast,
1: thousand of these podcasts? Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> and no mistake. Yeah, I well, had a lot he- more hair back then. We, had, uh, uh, we started
0: off I think as a weekly show or, or sorry no it was a monthly show or something like that and then it went uh, weekly I think we did daily at one stage as well we, we did
1: yeah we, we tried lots of different formats uh, well, so anyway they've all added up
0: uh, and we are here at episode 1000 uh, we are going to be having some of our best panellists and guests from over the last 15 years or so and kind of just having a bit of fun with it uh, you can hear that uh, first week in January first Friday in January if you haven't subscribed or followed us already uh, do so now so that you don't miss Mm. it. This is Tech Radio. That's it for our Tech Radio show for this week. The show is brought to you by Fit.ie who are helping over 450 firms across Ireland to find huge success with a tech apprenticeship programme which helps grow their tech teams and builds diversity into the workplace which of course in turn sparks fresh thinking and energy around the building. Financially the company also gets to avoid high recruitment agency fees and there are state grants of up to six grand a pop for every apprentice that you take on. So it's all good. If you think your company will be interested in freeing up some of your more experienced staff to work on uh, higher end projects and get some fresh energy into the day-to-day tech team, do check out FIT. It's for fast track into information technology. It's an apprenticeship programme. The website is fit.ie. Of course, you'll find details in the description area of this episode on your podcasting app. As I say, that is it for episode 999. The bonus part next week. Episode 1000. Talk to you then.
1: Tech Radio is produced by DustPod.io. From me, Artemis, goodbye.